Welcome, Jedi. We've been expecting you. You're listening to the Star Wars Exchange Podcast with your hosts, Mike and Ari. Your escape to that galaxy far, far away. Okay, shut that thing off and grab some seats. What is going on guys and welcome back to the Stars Exchange for another Obi-Wan review, episode 5, part 5, whatever you want to call it, dropped uh, this morning or last night, <laughs> whenever you watched it I guess, um, but yeah, wow, big episode, a lot to talk about, um, yeah, Mike, how are you going today? Man, it's always good, I said this last week, but it's always great um, to start your day off with some Star Wars, um, feels very different to, again, when mandalorian was premiering in the book of boba fett you know i would stay up and watch it but now it just feels amazing to get your day going with some star wars so i'm doing great man how about you yeah doing very well man you watched the episode this morning which was a good experience always nice watching it with you know a fellow Star Wars fan and of course a dear friend um yes but yeah wow crazy episode i guess now i should just say spoiler warning it was actually quite a lot to be spoiled this week <laughs> unlike last week um so yeah now's a warning spoilers are ahead but yeah let's start with our overall thoughts on episode five mike what do you think a lot of people calling this their favorite episode of the series do you agree um oh i i would say that this is the one that i just before even prepping the notes for for this episode like our thoughts and stuff like i just keep cracking away at it and being like oh i forgot mm. this thought oh i yeah, forgot yeah. that thought it might it's i think it's too early to call just because i really like episode three might yeah. be too early, but I think this is um, this this could potentially be my favorite episode yet. I thought the the you know we had that amazing flashback at the beginning that was like out of this world. Um, just because I love oh, that yeah. it served the current story, it just wasn't done for fan service. It it really served the current story in a really unique way. So I thought that was Chef's kiss. Um, I thought that you know this was another episode where I just thought that the visual effects were just not there, and I was like what is ilm like you know you just have standards for them so it was a little bit disappointing and there's a scene at the end with the with when the ship was leaving and it just looked like a video game i'm like what is going on uh which you know probably people will compare that scene to a certain video game which we'll talk about <laughs> later but uh yeah. you know um yeah it was just it was very weird and uh, but also you know what i really loved about this episode was reva I thought Moses Ingram was spectacular. I think she mm. stole the episode this week, really. Um, I really loved her, um, her acting, and I especially love getting into uh, the character of Reva, her backstory, and finally, it was it was long overdue, but I love that it finally came out to the forefront, and it was nonetheless epic, and you know, we got Obi-Wan in there kind of almost teaming up with Reva in a way, so very, very very uh good things this week and i think a lot of stuff that we really got to like dive in and, and dissect so i can't wait to do that um but yeah. we we you know you and i have like talked somewhat about the episode but uh i want to hear your overall thoughts yeah and what, what's running in your head and what you think yeah my overall thought in general is just i really like this episode i'm not crazy in love with it but i really like it i thought it was just yeah such an enjoyable 40 minutes of star wars like the highlight of the episode was the flashback sequence because uh, exactly what you said it wasn't some just <clears throat> excuse me it wasn't just some fan servicey thing that they put in because everyone wanted it it really served the story in in a great way like the way it just held the whole episode up like throughout every time something would happen they'd cut back and show how um it was almost like even though Anakin seems like the one who's changed the most because, you know, he's turned to the dark side and everything. It's like, he's almost the one that's changed the least because Ben or Obi-Wan can just predict his every move pretty much. Whereas Obi-Wan was the one that had to change what he thought. Cause he's like, he knew that, you know, Vader thought he was going to do this, but really he was, you know, he knew, you know, it was all, it was all a bit of a right. mind. It was all a bit of mind games, but Cat really mouse, enjoyed Cat mouse. So, Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, love that. I agree. Moses Ingram was fantastic. Enjoyed everything with, that they did with Reva in this episode. I still have some questions and a bit of confusion around it, but you know, I think this episode, if it taught us anything, patience, because the answers will come eventually. But, um, you know, remember this was originally a movie, so they didn't think people would be talking about it week to week, you know? Um, so yeah, patience with your answers. Uh, they will come. 
uh Reva, solid the vfx yeah I've, i hear a lot of people talk about that i don't know what it is but i just don't notice it i i don't know why i don't know like it's a valid criticism but i'm just not noticing it like i did in you know book of boba and um the mandalorian because remember i was the one saying it during book of boba i was like i can see the volume moving and stuff but here oh, i don't bro. know don't know why i just haven't noticed it but valid criticism um they are overall just continuing to dig the story they're telling and um while you know there's i remember in in the past certain styles things have just like blown me away i haven't really had that reaction but pretty much every week when we yep. finish the episodes i'm just like yeah that was really good like and it was just this again yep. it was definitely one of my favorite episodes i really love episode one and three and two like i mean they're, they're all great um but yeah this was a, a really good episode um yeah anything else you want to say about it before we start breaking it all down um yeah i would just say this i don't yeah people are calling this the greatest thing ever like the greatest episode of star wars yet and i'm definitely not anywhere near there i in my opinion i think you know i think the marshals up there and the believer i think one yeah. of those two i would easily pick as mm -hmm. as the best mm -hmm. live action star wars uh, but uh, I show the part of, you know, media. But um, in terms of this, I, I think it's uh, I wouldn't even say it's a contender, but I definitely think that this is a very strong example of, of what they could do um, when they really like put all their all the chips in and stuff. And, you know, just I come I came out of this episode being like, hmm, have some thoughts about some things. But overall, that was a really, really good experience. Great experience. Yeah. I mean, you and I both um, we watched it on like FaceTime together. And the I you know I like out of the corner of my eye I saw Ari like react at the same time as I did and I, we looked at each other like whoa during yeah. the flashback stuff the so, opening thing yeah. we were both just like yes 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 it was like yeah. finally so I was like what are we doing the, on Coruscant and then when it slowly panned into the room I was like yes yeah th that was oh, that was great so yeah, the, yeah I just got I had to say that because. I see a lot of people on social media being like, this is the best thing ever. Um, or some people being like, this is the worst thing ever. And I don't think, I definitely don't think either. Yeah. I just, I, you and I are really satisfied what they did this week. And, you know, uh, we'll talk more about speculation later, but I'm very interested in how they'll wrap up uh, with the finale. And I'm kind of hesitant, but we'll see. But uh, yeah, I'm ready to dive into some discussion here. Yeah. Something else I just want to mention real quick that I just remembered. Um, a character that I'm randomly really, really liking is Haja. When he came back, I was just like, oh, yes. yes, this guy. Like, I just, I don't know why. I think he's great. I know the actor is, I've definitely seen him in other stuff. The, the name is slipping my mind, but um, brings like a, a nice level of humor as well. I can't remember the line he said, but uh, something like, oh, well, well, that wasn't helpful or whatever it is. And then the guy was like, <laughs> I don't need your feedback or um so i enjoyed him also the the tala sequence where where she dies pretty much even though um it was sad it was actually felt like a powerful moment in the story because you know we had the whole wade thing last week which was just bizarre but then this was like really <laughs> felt wade. like you know this was an impact and like um yeah just love that and then um yeah the grand inquisitor stuff i mean we'll get we'll get to all this but i just yeah that was an interesting way to choose like that it was an interesting choice of like the big dramatic moment because for a lot of us you know me and mike especially we're watching that like oh the grand inquisitor's alive no way i can't believe it like it was just i don't know but we'll we'll, we'll get there um we just talked about it let's start breaking it down so we open on coruscant with the flashback um i wonder where this flashback actually takes place i assume it's like just before episode two or something um anyway the music was amazing this was one when i re-watched it just then that was my favorite besides the obi-wan theme that was my favorite thing that natalie holt has done was that music in that bit it wasn't like she wasn't you know drawing on old motifs but i really appreciated what she did it just sound really nice um but yeah as i said i felt like it just the whole flashback sequence held the episode up really well because it went throughout the whole episode also i'm curious did they de-age hayden i'm I really want to know how they did that. Like, I, I didn't think his face looked weird or anything, but I, I was like, damn, it looks weirdly accurate because the costumes, the hair, everything was fantastic. Um, and the, the choreography, the acting, like, yeah, definitely my favorite part of this episode. But Mike, I've been talking way too much about it. What do you think? No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't blame you and I don't blame you uh, for talking yeah. about this too much because 
um yeah this was this was i love that this wasn't a again a fan servicey moment because they easily because we all have been saying we want a clone wars flashback we want a clone wars flashback but what we really mean is we just want to see anakin and obi-wan in, in their jedi prime years you know yeah, yeah. and not necessarily that they're in the prime here but i love this more more nuanced um like take on it and more of like it has more heart than what we would see of like oh my god let's get this cool action battlefield shot of anakin and obi-wan marching through like chrysopsis or something or you know felucia yeah. with clone troopers behind them like oh my god cool that would be cool for 10 seconds and then we all move on after we like yeah. you know like survive it all over it you don't want that instant gratification you want something that has you know can can stand up stand the test of time you know so and i think exactly this will, yeah. and, and that was my next point is like yeah. this this scene will definitely be something that we go back to often and be like wow i love that there's there's so much heart in this in this um mm -hmm. moment and it really captured um it kind of like the brotherhood that anakin obi-wan had mm -hmm. in it, it through the growing pains in attack of the clones you know being yeah. we had some of that rift in there and i was like oh perfect you perfectly captured that like frame in, in the entire like sequence of Anakin and Obi-Wan's relationship in Attack of the Clones, but you also had that lighter, um, more like one-on-one -on -one moment that we kind of get in Revenge of the Sith. So this really scene was a perfect bridge of Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith of those characters, mm. just as we talked about in uh, Star Wars Brotherhood, how that book was a great connection piece between the two, a great bridge, you know, and that's exactly what this flashback did for me. Um, and yeah, like I said, uh, do both love that it was, uh, you know, um, it just it was a it was a great callback. And I thought it was, um, as I mentioned earlier, kind of like a um, a game of cat and mouse, a game of chess, yeah. kind of being like, "Ooh, I went up to here, went up to there. And then at the end, it's ultimately Obi-Wan who pulls that last maneuver. And it's like, ha, huh, beat you again by you not by you letting your yeah. by you being like confused and you setting your mind on one thing. Like yeah, I tunnel, he had tunnel vision. Yeah tunnel vision exactly yeah. so um yeah i thought uh in terms of how it looked um coruscant at first looked funky i was like what are we doing here <laughs> uh you know at the at the shot but once we got into that cool like room i was like oh it just felt like we were back home you know yeah. chilling at the jedi temple and uh hayden i thought looked great uh people were saying uh i saw some like a few comments nothing overall dominating the conversation mm -hmm. but i saw a few comments saying like Oh my god! I, I'll never forgive Disney for not de-aging Hayden, but I thought he looked fine. Like I thought he looked really good. I was wondering. <laughs> I, that's why I asked if they de-aged him because I'm like, how did they get him to look that good? Now we know the rumors that uh, yeah. came up before, maybe like two, three months ago, talking about that they were de-aging Hayden or something, and we're like, oh no, because yeah, I think right. it, he he looks fine for Episode Three, Anakin. Like he looks just 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 the same. Yeah, but for Episode Two. Now I get it. Now I get the de-aging rumor. And I yeah, for the for what it was, I thought this whole sequence was great. Obi-Wan, it was just it was great. And you and I had done a Star Wars prequel marathon uh, before mm -hmm. this, or at least we watched the prequels in full. I haven't still gone through the original trilogy yet in our marathon, yeah. <laughs> but it was uh great, great, great. Um, you know, it just enhanced our experience, you know, having Definitely. watched the prequels just recently, and it was yeah. like, Oh, yes, this is what I wanted. So Cool, cool attack of the clones love um yeah i love that uh also you could just tell how much fun hayden and ewan were having in yeah, this yeah. you could just That's tell that they were happy. the choreography like i can just imagine them like doing that over and over over like rehearsing it and then like right just, oh yeah it's fantastic it's stuff to gush over yeah definitely um yeah it was like one of the first things i said to you when the episode ended i was like i'm so glad we rewatched the prequels before we yeah. watched this series um but yeah, anyway, flashbacks, incredible. Uh, and then moving on to, like, the present day, I guess, Reva is given Grand Inquisitor, which we sort of learn later is, like, not... It wasn't really her being given it because Vader, like, knew she was going to mess around. I, I'm still a bit confused on this, but what do you think of Reva claiming the Grand Inquisitor thing? And I knew as soon as they put that little badge on her that that was going to be, like, some mise-en-scene for, like, them to like take it off later and be like you're not the grand inquisitor anymore so yeah yeah, yeah I, I was exactly thinking and i finally love that the stupid pin or whatever finally <laughs> it was it had a place in it because they just yeah. randomly put on the grand inquisitor and it was like well that's weird like yeah, yeah. it was just like for what um but then you know they it was just a moment like this that need needed to like 
have a moment where they pin it on her. I was like, all right, fair enough. Like, fair enough. Uh, I know that that's going to be a pin they saw at Galaxy's Edge very soon. Yeah. So I'm going to want it. Um, so, yeah, that I thought that was fine. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I thought the whole that whole sequence is uh, very kind of reminded me of of Last Jedi when Hux is called onto the bridge and is thrown around by Snoke. But Reva wasn't thrown around yet. That would come out. That would come later. Uh, but yeah, I thought I thought this moment was cool where he was like Neo. I was like, oh, what's going on? Is this this is is she going to be knighted or something? I don't know. I was like, what's going on? And obviously, we got to learn that she was promoted as Grand Inquisitor. And as I said last week, I love that um, this Inquis- Grand Inquisitor title is being more played around with in this series than I thought what Rebels did because Rebels, you know, the Inquisitors were still an evolving thing. And they didn't really hone in on what they want to do with the Inquisitors until like season two, even though they might have some thoughts in season one and season two. They're like, nope, that Inquisitor was the first of many. And now I feel like it just, you know, comes everything full circle with this uh, with this moment. So, yeah, um, I thought this was uh, this was great. And oh, man, uh, Rival and Vader just loved the two. I, every time those two in a room, I'm like, either someone's going to throw a chair at the other person or. <laughs> You know, uh, it's just, it's just, it's very cool. So, thought this moment was great. Uh, love the shot of Vader looking out into the, um, into the, in the, or was it Jabim? Is that the planet? Yeah, Jabim yeah. or whatever. I, I love those shots. So, yeah, I thought this moment too was very cool. And yeah, the whole, I mean, we'll talk about the Grand Inquisitor later, but you know, I have some things on that. But yeah, that was, yeah, pretty cool moment. Absolutely. And then, we do get to Jabim and uh, the, you know, the ship's landing. So like, obviously this episode takes place straight after part four. Um, and I said, I already said this to you, but thank God they didn't come off the ship and be like, guys, we lost Wade and have like this big, like, and everyone there would have been like, oh no, like I was thankful they didn't do that. Anyways, um, as I said, good to see Hadra again. Um, he, he says like, oh, like, you know, after I had that interaction with, the scary lady inquisitor. <laughs> I don't know. I love that guy. I think he's hilarious. Um, but yeah, then we sort of start to see Obi-Wan, like, I feel like he's becoming more and more back into like a Jedi. And you can see it just with his outfit. Like he's, he's like slowly upgrading <laughs> the way he looks each episode, which I, I yes. find pretty funny. Um, like he got that nice robe this episode and looks at that big board with, all the um you know quotes i guess on them and uh one that he says out loud it says the light will fade but is never forgotten i thought that's just like so well encapsulates like the rebellion i guess because it's so like it's like the darkest time in the galaxy but there's still something there's always a bit of hope so i just i don't know i just i like that i thought that just <clears throat> spoke to the themes of stars as a whole um yeah, did you like all that stuff with Obi-Wan, like looking through the lightsabers and that? Oh, yeah, definitely. I thought, um, yeah, I the way thing, agree, because I'm like, oh, no, the first thing that they come out and say is going to be, <laughs> oh, we, we lost him. And, you know, just an, a very un, <laughs> unearned moment from, from the audience to be yeah. like, oh, even the last episode, I mean, you know, we talked about a little bit about it last week, but I saw people on social media being, after, you know, being you know having like post-mortem thoughts being like oh my god uh well actually they weren't really trying to make you mourn for wade more of like you know that these people were like first part you know first or they were just like loaders or something and not they got involved and you have to like be sad at the loss of innocence or something and i was like stop the cap like stop reaching it just <laughs> it didn't hit that way at all yeah. um no matter if that was the intention or not it just didn't and so i'm glad that uh uh, <laughs> oh yeah, and this episode was co-written by Andrew uh, Stanton, um, so mm-hmm. I think that's why the episode was this good because the other guy, Joby Harold or whatever Harold, I just has I think it's been kind of lackluster with him, but I thought Andrew did a a fine job in that. You know, Joby was like, you know, I want to really pay respects to Wade here, and and Andrew came in and was like, yeah, we're not doing yeah, that. No, so no <laughs> um, instead, instead we got that awesome scene with Obi Wan um, looking at the wall, and once again I was like, oh cool, a wall. Uh, with more quotes that we're gonna get, you know, cool. in, in, oh, whoa. in only in Star Wars, <laughs> right? All the Easter eggs that you could just imagine already. And yeah. I'm like, well, in a few days' time, I'm gonna see like a whole bunch of YouTube thumbnails with like a full breakdown of the episode and just yeah. like red circles, like highlighting all the all the quotes and stuff, yeah. and be like, oh my god, did you know that like uh, Kate Ninjara's passed through here? You know, yeah, so, yeah. Caleb <laughs> Doom. So I'm like, 
we're gonna get all that very soon but uh yeah, yeah i thought I, lo- I love that you brought that up that uh, obi-wan is more looking like a jedi now and he definitely was acting like one when he was talking oh, yeah. to everyone Big it was time. it was it was uh very awesome to see him in in that moment i felt like we were back in uh like clone wars and he was leading the troops somewhere and he was just mm. giving everyone an update and being like we have to stay strong and stuff like that and he kind of it, it, funny and this is to ewan's incredible acting ability at first he started off kind of like his words slurring a little bit or like un unfocused and then as he spoke on he just got more determined and and put his foot down on a lot of things so yeah, that's the way I took those scenes. And who yeah. are those lightsabers belonging to? Don't know. Yeah. Uh, why are I was they expecting to go on Twitter after the episode and to be like, oh, they have Mace Windu's lightsaber. Yeah, just like right. Something like that. But, I did. I, w- yeah. I will not lie. When I was looking, skimming, scrolling, or whatever you call it, scrubbing through <laughs> the episode to like pick up details that I just wanted to talk about. I paused there and I just took a second and I was like, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do this. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here for five minutes trying to figure out who's lightsaber and not going to do that. I'll wait for a Twitter thread. So um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's my take. No, definitely. And then uh, after we get that Reva, you know, we see the tracker from the last episode has worked um, and Leia's droid starts to like sabotage the base. Um, and, you know, they lock it down. Reva tries to break her way in and, then Leia's like, oh, no, I can fix it. And I, I, I don't know what it is. Like, I really do like little Leia. If you go back and listen to our previous reviews, I really do like her, especially in the first two episodes, um, actually in episode three. But um, these last two, I've just been like, oh, I'm just getting a little sick of you, little Leia. I just yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I was like, <laughs> she, she just, uh, the way she just came and she's like, no, I'll fix it. Like, like yeah, she's she's good leader and everything but i just oh that i get it like you know she's princess leia but 10 year old leia you know saving everyone and fixing the blast door just was a little jarring to me i'm gonna be completely honest but like i wasn't i wasn't really that annoyed by it but i'm just getting the tiniest bit sick of her i thought she was gonna stay in for the first three episodes and then be gone but yeah looks like she's uh i mean she's definitely going to be in all six of them there's no way she's not going to be in the next episode no so. the last episode they take her out <laughs> yeah um anyway did you have any thoughts on that yeah um it little leia i didn't have those thoughts as i did last week where i was like okay i'm a little tired because in this episode she didn't really she wasn't really present at yeah, all yeah beside her sassy moment but i was i think you know i have a cousin who's how old is she she turned six or is she five one of those um in in april and she like it's so funny because leia her sassy leia being like i know or being like you know whatever she said to uh what's what's that one character's name that she was dealing with at the beginning uh uh o'shea jackson jr's oh, character yeah <clears throat> the name slipping my mind but Ronic yeah. or something Riken? maybe <laughs> broken broken i think broken. it's broken yeah. Yeah. yeah so they have a moment together and she responds in the most sassy way and it just reminded me of my little cousin being like you know what i think that encapsulates the little like sassy girl you know diva energy and i was like yep i think that's so that's the way i took it because i could relate to something but it is overall annoying because when i'm trying to have a conversation with my little cousin and she responds <laughs> yeah i know i was like yeah. okay so it just reminded me of a little a little bratty kid so um that's funny that you <laughs> that you say that about leia but someone needs to yeah. take like a screen recording or or whatever of the way you said that because i just started laughing over here when you're like i'm getting tired of you little leia <laughs> yeah. someone needs to no, capture that but, yeah. uh, i, I um, love little leia in the first three episodes but these last yes. two for whatever reason i just have been a little sick of her but i i do love little leia uh yeah. in the first three and it was you know side little side story um a little cool moment for me uh someone a follower of mine sent me a screenshot of or sent me a story of uh the actress for lolea's uh instagram account and on her story which is run by her parents her whole instagram account she shared one of my posts or they oh, shared yeah. one of my posts and i was like whoa so um no lolea i love you yeah <laughs> i'm joking but um you know what um i do love the the uh you know that trope of oh we're tracking you to your base it was i think it was taken to the next level of actually you having you know taking full control of her little lola droid and actually like screwing things up at the base i thought yeah. there were some moments that could be expanded upon about that just because i just thought it was like 
okay, so Leia just like grabs and figures it out for herself. I mean, yeah. cool. But no one even questioned as to what was going on. Like, how did they shut down our base? Like, no yeah, one was yeah. questioning anything. I think there's a lot of logic flaws in here. Yeah. Um, throughout the episode, that was like, okay, I like scratched my head at because no one questioned why the the. Well, no one was like, "How's it going in that little layer?" Right. Like, no one was checking up on I, In my head, I was like, "Yeah, they must call it a little layer." Little <laughs> layer. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, nah, um, that's we're trademarking that, by the way. Yeah. But yeah. You know what I just thought though? Yes. Um, whenever the spoiler lift bands, I'm gonna make a comparison post of Ezra and Leia in the vents because that's immediately what i thought that, of. I, yeah. was like, I was like this is an ezra moment right here that that's what i thought of and yeah. we also got a grell shot on here and i was yeah, like that's yeah. when that's when ezra was up in the vents so i was like for this real is great. for real yes. i know it was all coming together it was um, all coming together rebels moment we love it um, love rebels moment yeah so yeah then ben or obi-wan gets his uh a message from bale pretty much bale just voicing his concern saying if, if i don't hear from you soon i'm gonna go for uh to tatooine and help um uh owen out with with the with the boy as he says um so yeah obviously that came into play later but um then Tala comes in and explains why she does what she does in terms of you know helping the path out and all that um and she says you can't uh you can't forget what is it you can't forget the past but you can fight to make it better or something along those yes. lines and once again another banger quote i thought i really like the lessons obi-wan tries to teach even though they can it's not like these really like deep things that you have to like really analyze to get, even though it's all like on the surface in terms of like, um, you know, when I think Tala in episode three was like action speak louder than words. Like it's, it's really in your face, but I like it. Like it's just so Star Warsy. That's what Star Wars always does. So um, yeah. Anyway, I mean, take that back to, to even Yoda. Cause I, I do see some people complaining sometimes like, People complain about modern Star Wars and, and more of the lessons that we learned. It's like, yeah, we already knew that. But it's like, you didn't, though. I remember uh, people were complaining about Yoda and Last Jedi being like, okay, like, so what? Failure, what? Like, what? okay, we already knew that. But that wasn't even what he was telling you. And it's same with what some of these lessons that we learned in this series. It's like, yes, while at, on the surface they may seem like, you know, um, just like very surface-like and being like, okay, one-dimensional type you know, quotes and stuff like that. But no, I think, I, I mean, take it back to Tala and what she said about, uh, you know, Ben being right. I'm like, some things you can't forget, but you, uh, I actually wrote the quote down, but you can fight to make them better. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, you take that surface level and be like, all right, cool. But then you think about it and, and the connections to what she's saying. And, and, you know, she dove into her backstory about like what she lost and stuff like that. And it's like, no. And I think that you can actually take that with you and be like yeah i will i can make a difference by like standing up and, and and fighting back or whatever so yeah i i mean shoot i thought um in the earlier episodes like there was you know moments that we would that we would get and i would just it would just hit me a different way given the context of the series and stuff so yeah um to all those people complaining uh, if you don't like what they're telling you here, just pick up and read a book, I guess. But yeah. Well, also, I actually don't mind when they repeat lessons. Lessons are allowed to be repeated. Yeah. I, you know, this is a whole new generation of Star Wars fans that, that are watching, you know, these shows. So repeat lessons, obviously, like, try and, you know, present them in a way that hasn't been done before in the universe. Right. But they're allowed to repeat lessons. like, And also, oh, yeah, that's kind of the whole thing of Star Wars. It's like there's overriding themes um, mm -hmm. that you know, if they went away from those themes, people would be angry anyway. So it's like, you can't really yep. win. <laughs> you can't um, win here. Yeah, but uh, so we get that sequence and then we move on to Reva who explains what happened to her as a youngling. Anakin, you know, slaughtered all her friends and she pretty much played dead to stay alive. But I think Vader reveals later in the episode that like he knew that was going on or I don't know if that was in reference to that or just what he knew what was going on in general with, <clears throat> you know, just Reva like, planning on backstabbing him but um she yeah she survived through her like desire for revenge pretty much on anakin for killing all her friends which is fair enough but then of course you know if that's the only thing that's fueling you to live you're gonna go down a dark path hence her going down to the dark side and you know because she ends up being prepared to do what uh what was done to her to others so it's like well you're not like you can i don't know it's it's just classic dark side I, I talked about this in the other episodes but like yeah this is just shows this is the path to the dark side but 
overall, I liked that we got, you know, at least the start of the explanation, but I still don't understand Rayla. Like what were her plans and intentions? So this horrible thing happened to her. She went down a dark path because of it. She wanted to kill Vader, but then what does Obi-Wan have to do with it? Because was she trying to get Obi-Wan to come and help her get to Anakin or Vader or whatever? And like, why was that? And, or was she trying to kill both of them because she was mad at Obi-Wan for not stopping Anakin? Cause she sort of voices that concern a bit. I'm still a little confused, but as I said, patience with answers, we'll see next episode. And yeah, clearly she's still going to be around because, you know, she's crawling around and getting uh, stabbed with a lightsaber means nothing these days. So yeah. What did you know? Yeah. I mean, now that I'm thinking, and th this could be a reach, this could very uh, be a, be a reach. Um, but what if it turns out that uh, Reva, what do you, what did you call it? Did you call it Reva or Reva? Reva, Reva, I don't know. Reva, yeah, at this point. Uh, but I feel like at the beginning, she got Leia to draw Obi-Wan out. But what if she, she her whole plan was to draw Obi-Wan out or to, to draw Obi-Wan out. So in response, Vader comes out of hiding too. I don't know. Um, again, was Vader ever really in hiding though? Um, he was always sort of just, you know, doing his own thing anyway. Well, specifically to like, to get more of his emotional side. That's what I'm thinking. Because, oh, okay. um, I get you. I get you. Yeah. I to get more of his reckless emotional side. Cause as we learned in this episode, like as uh, you know, uh, Obi-Wan had that one line at the end being like, oh, you know, that tunnel vision because uh, you just focus on one thing. So maybe yeah. that's maybe like uh, Obi-Wan was supposed to be like an emotional distraction uh, for right. Vader. And she was oh, going to okay. like swipe into the swipe in right behind him and, and strike him. Don't know if that's again, that could be a reach, but that's, that's just a good, my no, that's a good theory. That's a good theory. Th that's just my I'd assumption. I'd subscribe to that. All right, cool. Let us know in the comments what you think. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, uh, yeah. That's what. That's possibly what I can, you know, uh, possibly, plausibly uh, conclude to. Just because I'm trying to. Me and Ari were talking about this a little bit before we started uh, our recording of this podcast, and we were just trying to kind of sum up of what, um, of what, what are Reva's intentions and stuff. What was yeah. her plan this time along? You know, this whole time. Yeah. So while Ari was speaking, I just it just came to me. But uh, yeah. yeah, I uh, <clears throat> this this the the one scene where that Reva and, and Obi Wan have at the hangar bay doors, that was really good. Yeah, um, I thought that's when the writing was like, oh, I again I feel like there's some things that could be drawn a little bit more out just because I love more of like that dialogue. I I prefer dialogue scenes rather than just action scenes because mm. some of the action scenes in here were just laughably bad in my opinion <laughs> i was like okay i mean you get yeah. the whole sequence at the door where they're shooting at it and breva is like I, I love how ferocious she is but it's like girl you have a lightsaber like what do you and, yeah, and then she then, just did that anyway that, and then she that did, did it anyway. annoy me a little bit i was like oh okay, yeah. come on <laughs> yeah because i mean at first i could i could see the whole use of the of the you know just chip away at the door you know i get it but it's like yeah. you have a lightsaber and then yeah. she uses it and it's like what was that all for so it again, reminded the me of the last jedi a lot this episode reminded oh, yeah. me so much of just like Definitely. the whole third act of the last jedi yeah me too and that's why i was like oh is obi-wan gonna go out there and and do a luke moment but yeah, not yeah. at all he instead stood behind the door and stood behind the door and whispered and made her more angry yeah. so i was like yeah. well that was great um yeah. good yeah, going obi-wan <laughs> nice going obi-wan classic obi-wan but um also during that sequence, uh, he was swinging his his uh, lightsaber around like a baseball bat, and I was like, "Now I get the complaints for some of the lightsaber sequences in in modern Star Wars, just because they're used more like baseball bats rather than like swords or whatnot." So I was like, "That looked weird," because he was like, rather than like just deflect deflecting things gracefully, and he was even lifting up his leg if he was just going for trying to. Um, just like go crazy with it and i was like all right i guess that's what we're, we're doing now so that was a little bit odd to me i didn't really have a problem with it but i just thought i was like i was I was like it just took me out for a second and i'm like what is going on here but um yeah like i said the whole dialogue stuff with reva saying uh we thought he was here to help talking about anakin and then i played dead why didn't you stop him and and, and that to me was like okay that could that could 
tell you know because she did mention like that was your padawan you know you were the master she yeah, just said yeah, something exactly. like that so and then why that's why i'm help yeah exactly and that's that's why i'm thinking like okay maybe that's why she has such a you know uh thing to pick with uh with obi-wan just because yeah. of you know he he forsook them or whatever like that was his apprentice and he maybe she thought he was responsible again me and ari were talking about this beforehand so we're trying to drum up conclusions but i think yeah i think maybe hopefully we get an answer because i don't I, I wouldn't like this is one of the moments that it's just like we had we spent too much time with reva trying to draw obi-wan in the beginning for us to get uh like a concrete answer i don't want to be like sitting here being like yeah let's like do like all these theories and stuff i don't usually i'm, I'm some things could be left unsaid but this is one of the moments where i'm like please tell us please tell us but if you guys have a better theory uh, if you're watching on YouTube, yeah. uh, I'm curious to know. see what the internet comes up with over the week. Yeah, and something else just with this whole sequel was the actual flashback. Once again, good to see Hayden Christensen, um, you know, at, w without the suit on, with his face and everything. But yes, it was pretty haunting. Um, it was it was cool to see because it was like, but yeah, it was like it was devastating. But like, and it, it was good storytelling. But you know, I, I like, will oh. say. Yeah. just for you know just to say it out there i'm glad they put like a warning before the episode mm, yeah, yeah, just yeah, in yeah. case because of real life events that have happened recently so i'm glad they actually put that out there because people were tripping up about the first episode uh or actually when we were with uh, star wars dude at celebration we we're watching stranger things they had a similar sequence at the very beginning but they put us a, a, a warning before the episode started yeah. and then in the same day uh, Obi-Wan premiered and people were like, damn, there wasn't a warning for this at the mm. beginning of Order 66, but they put a warning here. So that was um, that was good. They did that. But yeah, they, as you said, that was very, very devastating. And as the episode went on, we got more flashbacks to that. And yeah, I'm mm. just glad that they finally, you know, it's only the fifth episode of a six part series, but <laughs> I'm glad they finally honed in on, you know, we all knew th this is what this is what yeah. I really like about the series is that um you know, we all knew some things like we all knew Reba was uh, one of those younglings. We all speculated. Yeah. We all knew we all knew she was in turn to the darks or turn on Vader. We all knew that. But they do it in such a way that's different. That's why episode four disappointed me that much because it was so tropey. And there was other things that did it better, like Fallen Order, the whole water yeah. sequence. They did it way better. Like uh, the whole rescue mission. It was just done better in other places. Um, so here it was like. Yes, um, did did Rava turn like the, the like Trilla from Fallen Order? Yes, but it, for a different reason. And it was I love uh, Rava's turn way better. It was more like ooh, like a, a big shocker rather than like ooh, oh, you know, kind of you know they've done it better other places or they've done it uh, better in other media before. But yeah, here this is why I like the um, some of the writing in the series where I'm like, yeah, like you, it's, it's its own spin. It feels original as same as Ari saying about the lessons, like you're allowed to repeat lessons, but just make them different. So, um, you know, so yeah, heck yeah. I don't uh, think we knew Reva was going to turn on Vader. Did you think you, you knew that? Um, yeah. Like, at, especially at the, well, I mean, like I not necessarily, but what was Vader. implied, but the whole time she was trying to like get further up in the ranks to like be next to Vader. It seemed like not. Oh, okay. I'll, let me, let me, Track, backtrack a little not necessarily on vader but i just knew that she was gonna turn how so oh what to the dark side no to back like she just like back to the light i guess but she hasn't turned back to the light not how do i say like okay. <laughs> i'm so confused what you're saying. no i'm hold on not necessarily i just there was a i guess she was a, a piece and you know what it was when she killed the inquisitor the supposedly she killed the grand inquisitor where i was like there's something up with her where I don't think that she's going to like fall through in, in, in terms of being like uh, Vader's right hand, even though she was claiming to be like, I felt like she was like, I don't know what would put it in my head. I think it was not necessarily the series, to be honest. I think it was more people speculating. Like, I hope they don't because that was a big thing at the beginning of the series. People being like, I hope because she was such a wild card. Like people were yeah. like, oh, I hope that she doesn't. It's not another Trilla case, I guess. Another, I guess it was more like uh, social media commentary that was making me like turn that way. And I was like, I see it. And if they did it, I would love it to be different. So when they did do it here and it was different, I was like, okay, cool. So I was, I, was, I don't know, not that I was like ex all like expecting it at like hundred percent, but I did have in the back of my mind that I was like, that's a, that's 
that's in the cards that's gonna happen and if it does i won't be mad and yeah but but what, what was gonna happen i said Reva basically just like turning not i don't know hmm i don't know if, i guess i'm vader because that's what trilla did and that's what people were worried about so i guess i would fall in that category of trilla turning on vader right. i mean i'm sorry Reva turning on on vader there we go so you the whole time thought Reva was gonna turn on vader in the back of my mind yeah Really? I did yes. not think that at all. Well, I mean, I knew it was a possibility, but all right, fair enough. I just never heard you be like, yeah, Reva's going to turn on Vader. Yeah, the, I whole time we, the whole time we were like, yeah, she was definitely one of those younglings, but you were never like, oh, she was one of the, she was going to turn on Vader. And you know what? I, I'm just trying to pick also, your brain here. I'm not, I'm not criticizing. No, 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 <laughs> it's all, no, it's all good because you're making yeah. me think back now to, yeah, yeah. you just, you just, I've, you know, I forget a lot of things, but you just helped me remember that her emotional state with Obi-Wan, like what, like yeah, the right. whole thing of her being like having like a personal vengeance against Obi-Wan always right. made me think like, why do you care about Obi-Wan so much? And if it, I knew that she was going to be an emotional piece to the story of just whatever um, she had going on with Obi-Wan. Okay. So that like, makes a lot more sense. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I that's, know what you're saying. They, no, thank you, like she was they, very involved in like Anakin and Obi-Wan. She was more than just like, yes, another inquisitor. All right. That yes. makes complete sense. Exactly. I'm glad we went down that rabbit hole because I was when you said it, I was like, "What is he talking about?" <laughs> no, no, no. Thank okay. you, thank you for doing that because again, yeah. that that's that moment that uh, Reva and Obi Wan have. I was like, "Yes, this is what I was kind of hoping for." Yeah. Because also I'm Reva was just thrown yeah, in the yeah, promo yeah. so much, uh, so I was like, "Where? What is going on with this character?" So there we go. And if you're watching on YouTube, as you can see, I did this a day ago, not really this morning, but. Oh yeah. Uh, here we have Reva, Obi-Wan, and then Vader at the center. So it just turned out that way in this episode. I predicted it. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah. But take us away. Take very us away. Nice, very nice backdrop created by Michael himself. Um, but yeah, so Reva. Cool. Hopefully we get more answers next episode. But Tala does unfortunately die. We did touch on it. Um, it's a good sequence. It hit. It actually like made me feel emotional and very unlike Wade, which once again, that was just peculiar. But um, <laughs> the sequence was great. And um, this is not my take, an original take. I saw this on Twitter. But um, uh, uh, Tala says about Ned, because he can't speak, but actions speak louder than words. And he does like jump in the way of Tala to try and protect her, even though she does still die. Shout out to Ned the droid. Gotta love him. Um, and yeah, no, I'm just really glad that that sequence was well executed and, and good on Deborah Chow for making it seem that way yeah it seems like a trope whenever someone like maybe i just don't understand like medical stuff but it's like a trope whenever someone like pulls their hand out and there's like blood it's like they always die it's like that's when you <laughs> yes. know like they're gonna die it's like i don't know why that is because i could literally just have a scrape on my arm and be like but like oh, no. <laughs> for some reason whenever people do that in styles especially it's like oh no they're, they're gonna buy the dust so they yeah they gotta look yeah. at their wound yeah i love that trope yeah that's yeah you're no doctor though but what do we know <laughs> um i would say that this sequence reminded me of rogue one i mean you had k2so up in there and you all had same uh, same exactly you know, i had yeah. it reminded me of rogue one it was like wow this just fit in and i think oh you were even while we were getting things ready you were humming like the rogue one uh, uh your father would be so proud or, or your father would be proud uh soundtrack from from the overall i don't even release. realize yeah you were you were humming <laughs> just it, so like, in my yeah. head so uh and and obi-wan's uh reactions is yelling his no like that was that hit so and it was it was it was hard because why well, didn't all that much like last week's episode i mean i did like it but it was just like you know uh in comparison to this i'm just like well not last week i'm like what were you doing um, you know, I did love that Tala was the standout last week, so that it made it her loss this week much all that much harder. So yeah, like, oh. exactly. And I feel and like Tala was what helped. Sorry to interject, but I just need to get this thought out. Tala was like what helped Obi Wan get um like out of his misery almost, right. and then that like thing that helped him so much and like was almost that beacon of hope for him is now gone, and he needs to like push on without her. So I think it was a smart writing choice to killer sad nonetheless but um, <laughs> it'll be good for the story overall so yeah and others Tala was a great character shout out to Tala and Ned yeah love the droid yeah and uh I, I think just my point was my final point on this was it just hit because of all the like 
work that she's done, all the good work that she's done for society and stuff. And yeah, to have yeah. her just go out like that, it was like, oh, so yeah, very yeah. crushing and uh, kind of needed for Obi-Wan's character right now. But yeah. But it felt right because she was talking about how, like, you know, the reason I do this is because I'm trying to, like, make amends for what I saw, even though I don't think it was necessarily her fault. The fact that she had to witness that she was like, I'm never going to let that happen again. And she makes the ultimate sacrifice to make sure that doesn't happen again. So, yes, good full circle moment. Um, the yeah, Obi-Wan gives all this stuff to Hanja, his lightsaber, his communicating thing, um, and surrenders himself. Uh, and it says there are other ways to fight without a weapon. Um, which, you know, we see play out in the flashbacks. And in the flashbacks, uh, a quote that I just had to write down and, and uh, shout out was, your need for victory blinds you, which once again talks about that tunnel vision at the end of the episode when he uses the force trying to pull down the shuttle. He's just so focused on that. He doesn't realize that there was another one right there that just, right. you know. So, um, yeah, classic dark side. Love that. Um, the show just so, you're going to just notice me do this all the time if you've been listening to our reviews. I just really love the way this show has like depicted like this is what you do when you go down a dark path and why <clears throat> this is why that is the dark side and this is why that is the light side and I just really liked the way they've showed that throughout the show it's been one of my favorite things about the whole show um but yeah Obi-Wan escapes uh Vader does that has his force unleashed moment but yeah of course gets dummied but what do you think of that like force unleashed thing it's not the first time this show has uh you know been made reference to it has made reference to that game so um yeah what do you think because i when yeah, he well, did it and he was ripping the parts of the ship off i was like holy moly yeah i, I felt like we were on word, star tours again <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for real um so yeah what do you think of that um well i thought you know last you know last week i brought that up where i was like remind me of a star killer scene in in one of the trailers and then guess what i was right because th- then we saw like all these all these people posting like comparisons i was like oh okay knew i was pretty close but um and uh so this sequence was obviously you know like star killer pulling on that star destroyer so i was like but it was cool finally to have vader have given one of those moments because we've seen people we've seen ahsoka hold down a shuttle and i mean this transport was way bigger but uh we've seen ahsoka hold down a transport in season finale of um i'm sorry a shuttle in the finale of clone wars uh, we've seen the both fifth brother and seventh sister hold the phantom down in in rebels. Um, so it was finally nice to see, oh, and Ray and the and the transport uh, from from Rise of Skywalker. So it was nice to yeah. see Vader finally get one of those moments and him absolutely like again doing that trope of oh like let's hold back the enemy, but doing it in a, such a different way where it just like totally spun you on your head and being like whoa that was epic. So it, like topped all the other ones for sure. Mm-hmm. um yeah i thought it was like it was scary because i'm like why is no one why is there not a shot going to the people in the transport yeah yeah and like, like panicky oh. or whatever yeah. yeah i was like okay i guess they're just gonna die yeah <laughs> so what i thought that was a very cool moment but again what took me out of this moment unfortunately was the fact that the via the visual effects i was like i thought for a second i was like did we cut to commercial to a game, you know, to a game commercial? What's going on? It just looks so fake to me. And it just took me out because it just looked unrealistic to to the Star Wars universe. I was like, oh, my God, it just looks it just looked laughably bad. But then when Vader started ripping chunks out, I was back in. I was like, OK, cool. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. What an epic moment. And again, this flashback that we keep talking about ad nauseum. What a great way to tie that in and. And as Ari has been saying, the tunnel vision stuff, like I just thought that was masterful. And I'm like, yes, uh, now I see why they brought Andrew in here. Um, it just th- this was this was classic. Like this was great. Um, love yeah. that ending moment. And um, yeah, I, it was it was it was very cool. I was like, damn, this is this is what I've been wanting from this series almost. Like kind of writing like this, where it kind of like surprises you. And it, again, that flashback was used as an emotional weight uh, for the audience and to the story and you get yeah. you get in there do your job and and leave and i thought i was like oh perfect perfect so yeah love love that whole sequence yeah and then we sort of get to the end of the episode reva of course tries to backstab vader but it just does not work out for her at all as he pretty much just like i just felt like he was toying with with her this whole fight just doing this little like with the with the force like keeping the lightsaber off of himself um and then of course he stabs her the Grand Inquisitor walks in, but 
I talked to you about this. Shocking. We, we, yeah, we really just didn't get that moment of like, oh, no way. That guy's still alive. Like, that's why I find it interesting why they chose like him to be that character. Like, I get why in the context of Star Wars, but in the context of making this show, like for the fans, like as in like having it, it's intended effect on the fans. Just like the show is for fans. (laughs) Yeah. Because I was just watching it just like, oh, no way. Like, it was a cool moment. I was like, okay, cool. That like that was a good moment to bring the Grand Inquisitor back. However, I was still just like, oh, okay, he's back like crazy. Because I can imagine if we didn't know the Grand Inquisitor, we all would have thought he was dead. We all would have thought he was dead. That He has, hasn't appeared since that moment. And then we would have been like, oh, no way, that guy's still alive. Whoever they could have put in his place. So that was somewhat disappointing, but for the most part, really liked this sequence. And then, of course, Reva getting stabbed means nothing nowadays. So um she finds bale's message to obi-wan she knows about luke we'll talk about where that's going but um yeah what do you think of this whole thing the i i will say this fighting was phenomenal um i thought this is this i think this was my moment of the episode where i was like whoa uh (laughs) just because i thought the the way vader was handling himself was you know Vader like an epic and not even having to like move a finger, which was awesome. However, he didn't even take out his lightsaber at all. He broke hers, I think. Didn't he? Didn't he like snap it and then use yeah. one and he gave her the other? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was great. And so he thought he killed her with one blade. Um, but at the end, it looked like she still had her hilt intact. Hmm. So I don't yeah, know sure. what was what what that was or something i gotta go back or because i'm sure it wasn't an editing issue unless it was and that's pretty obvious and that's like what the heck but gotta go back and see what it was but yeah i thought the the fighting was very great i thought this is where the shaky cam that they've been using that has been nauseating at most of the time i thought this was another perfect use of it um Mm. the other perfect was use of it was when Vader was storming down the hallway and like choked uh, Reva in the last episode, like that was like, Oh, perfect in character. So it was very in character in here. And it was a wild, uh, good fight. And like I said, it was cool seeing Reva go up against Vader and her not standing up the chance and love when it cut, you know, when Vader was about to stab Reva, it like cut into that flashback and that she was having them where she like, I guess, saw one of her people get cut or because she said she acted dead so i don't think she had an encounter with anakin like that um but yeah it was cool how that all like tied up pretty well but yeah that was that fight i gotta go back and watch it that was really really well done and i was like oh now this is what i'm talking about that was great um for real and and, but reva reva's hollow or the you know i'm very curious as to how this will play out because I was hoping, you know, um, not that they killed her off or they could have easily wrote her off and be like, well, we're demote, we're sending you elsewhere or whatever. Because I would love to see Reva in the future, but I'm very curious as to, you know, where Reva goes from here. I guess I mean, how someone in in my Instagram comments, I read some of, you know, just to get a grasp of what people were saying. And someone was like, this finale better be two hours long. I'm like, you're damn right. Yeah, I, I feel that. I felt that with Boba Fett, though. And then it was an hour long. And it was probably my least favorite episode of Star Wars television. So, well, um, yeah, you can go hear Ari cry about that in our Boba Fett finale <laughs> discussion. But um, oh, God. yeah, I'm scared that the next episode won't even be an hour long. But uh, there's that. I doubt but- it. I bet it's going to be like 50 minutes. I'm putting that now. No, let's let's make exact predictions. I'm actually going to go. It's going to be 52 minutes. Like on Disney Plus, it'll say 52 minutes. So that's I'm really gonna go like for 45. Fi- I'm gonna go for 56. Okay, but right. we'll come back next week and see what this who is right. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna write that down. I put I said 56. You said what? 52. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. The how about how about y'all in the comments right now? Comment yeah. just everyone. Comment. Everyone make a prediction. What's what's the time length going to say on Disney Plus? do it um but you know what um last week was it last week no um oh no 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 this week this with this episode uh 43 minutes right and when i was looking at the episode like the i think the overall length of the episode was only like 38 because the credits are yeah exactly and and the recap goes for two minutes at the start so oh i forgot that they do a recap at the start it's like 36 ish minutes episode yeah, yeah so yeah that, so I'm last like, week's yeah. episode was like barely 30 minutes barely barely 
and this one was 36 and like i said yeah. they i i understand that they they right now they're in this the disney plus state is quantity over quality really um i mean just look at the hawkeye show but i mean they just <laughs> they you know and even book of boba felt felt rushed in many ways and this series has felt rushed to me in many ways but um what's it called uh you know i just feel like if they just even spent like um just like 30 more seconds just Reva and Obi-Wan talking, it would make all the much more difference. Yeah, I feel that. So, feel that. you know, so, oh, man, I, I felt like something's going to definitely been drawn out because everything was moving so fast. But even then, I thought the pacing was was just fine. I was like, oh, this is very – I love cutting back to Vader in the flashbacks and then back to Obi-Wan. And then we got some Leia and Lolo there. But, yeah, that, that neatly done. Neatly done yeah. and, yeah. So, yeah, Obi-Wan, the last we see of him, he sort of is having a bad feeling about what's Ooh. going on, but he's like, oh, I'm sure it's nothing. So we'll see what happens then. Before we wrap, I just want to say congrats, Corey, Aubrey, and Michael Rexon around. That was so awesome seeing that. I didn't see them, but I know they were in the background, saw the screenshots. So that was awesome. One day, Mike, me and you, you know, <laughs> you never know. Yes, um, yeah. So yeah, a few, few content creators were in the episode, which is always cool to see. The Star Wars giving back to its creator, not its creators, it's you know, how would you describe them? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I w- yeah, I would say creators. creators. Yeah, yeah, I would say creators. Um, yeah, yeah, leaders so, in the community. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then, yeah, so I guess the biggest question is, what will Reva do going forward with the information? With the information? With the information? <laughs> she's like Sam Post. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so she now knows about. Well, I mean. What does she really know? She knows she knows Owen. She remembers Owen from the start. I just right. she'd remember that. So she's, yeah, I don't know. We'll uh, see what's going to happen. But what do you think? Yeah, it definitely took me back to the Owen thing because I'm like, does she even know what they're talking about? Like Tatooine, yeah, yeah she's been there. And then they, it's, Bale mentions Owen. I was like, ooh, great, yeah. great, great. Because I, w- I definitely want to see Owen back and see what they do. And I want to see some Amparu, please, because they yeah. hyped up bring like recasting her, and she's doing the same thing she did in the last uh, time she appeared in Star Wars. Absolutely nothing. So I would like to see her do something here, um, you know. But uh, yeah, Rava, I'm very curious as to what she's doing because it seemed like she let Obi Wan go because she's like, oh, like go stand in there, like just troopers take him, and and she it's like she knew he was gonna escape. I think she knew. Like, there's just yeah. there's no way she didn't know that two stormtroopers are gonna hold a Jedi when she could barely hold one. So it's yeah. like I knew. I think I she knew what was gonna happen. I think that's what they were trying to imply. Yeah. So I don't know if she's gonna side with Obi Wan here and intervene, or or yeah, what, what she's thinking. gonna do with yeah what she, what she's gonna do with with Luke. Is she gonna uh, yeah? Because Vader doesn't know the children and Bale. You know, as you brought up earlier, Bale was like sent a distress message to Obi Wan. So I'm very curious as to how these things will wrap up. I'm not too certain into Rava's attentions, and I don't want to like theorize and then get upset next week. Like, yeah. Oh, my theory didn't I don't come true. Set up expectations. Yeah, I don't want to set up expectations. I'm I'm barely. I don't even want to set the expectation that this damn finale is gonna be an hour long. You see, we're lowballing here. Yeah. We're like 52 minutes, 56. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I w- I don't know. I w- I would have to just have to say I'm not gonna really comment on that other than let's see what she does because (laughs) again i don't want to speculate and then get disappointed for the finale because the finale is the finally closing piece of the series that's going to really um you know put a put a finger on whether i like the series overall or just thought it was okay so yeah i yeah i don't really have a prediction because it really all depends on what does reva want to do with the information does she want to help obi-wan almost but then if she wants to help obi-wan she'll just be like okay i won't say anything like you know but then at the same time right is someone really going to wander around the galaxy knowing about luke and leia and not saying anything she's a dark side user or is she gonna like blackmail obi-wan be like go and kill vader or i'll tell him about like that or like who knows so that's what i was just thinking i think she's gonna use now the boy to draw obi-wan out in a way to either blackmail him or get him back to Tatooine or something. I don't yeah. know, but it's very interesting. Yeah. Like, like I said, I love Reva because she's such a wild card and I rather love having these, you know, these type of speculation conversations, even though I really don't want to just because I, I, I don't want to set my expectations so high, but I like these conversations uh, 
having to do with Bravo rather than like Boba Fett. Like, oh, is he going to take back his village? Like, I like this. Yeah. Where it's like talking about like, yeah. oh, what what is Bravo going to do? What are what are her doings? Whatever. Well, yeah, it's just like so, once again, we really don't know what's going to happen. I felt that last week, and I feel it again this week. Like, it all it all just boils down to what does Reva want? You know, because Obi Wan is off. Vader is sort of he's lost them. <laughs> It's what does Reva do with that information? It's all going to come down to her, really. So we will find out next week. And will Vader and Obi-Wan finally have another ultimate showdown? Because I feel like episode three, that can't be it. That can't be it. So we'll see in episode six. I'm almost certain they'll have some sort of showdown. So they have to meet somehow. Hopefully it's not on Tatooine. That would be a bit strange um, in terms of like the canon and whatnot. But uh, before we do wrap up, overall rating of the episode, Mike, what are you giving it? Uh, either hmm, I'll have to be definitive here. Right now, I'd probably say uh, freak. It's just so many things that there's things that took me out of the episode, like just the buffoonery with the door and and then the also the door closing and people not knowing what was going on and uh, yeah. just the stormtroopers and just look like cannon fodder. I mean, and that's what they are. That's the purpose they serve. But I was just like, there's no point in them storming in anywhere. And yeah. and um, it just the shots of everything just looks so goofy to me. And but overall, I, like, again, I said, uh, the thing that keeps like coming that I keep coming back to me like, oh, that was just amazing was the flashback Vader, Obi-Wan. Um, so I would probably say this episode was like a solid eight out of 10, or even yeah. I would probably say an 8.5, but I think I'm going to stick to the eight out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an easy eight for me. Like just as soon as I thought about rating, I was like, this is an eight. This is a solid eight. Oh, so, really? Okay. So we're, yeah. we're kind of same page this week then. <laughs> yeah. So, somewhat. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. <clears throat> Any closing thoughts before we wrap up? Um. Yeah. 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 I have some, again, I just want to recap. Not the greatest episode of Star Wars TV, not the worst either. Um, I put up on my story, I said, because the, this this still very much looks like a fan film. This nowhere even looks like the production quality of The Mandalorian or even uh, some scenes of Book of Boba Fett. Um, and the whole thing, they were in a rebel base or like, I mean, I'm sorry, like a little outpost, a little depot. So you think, okay, it's all practical. It's all sets like. We're gonna spend most of yeah. our money on making this sh- these ships look real. There's a bit of an they- overuse of the volume. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it's just uh, it uh, yeah, it just takes me out because I know what Star Wars can be, and Star Wars has shown us time and time again what it can do. And I mean, you look at episodes like The Believer, The Marshal, and you're like, wow, like you're just like yeah. that's a spectacle. So that's what you kind of ex- have to expect uh, or have come to expect. So yeah, here um again not the greatest episode and as as i was saying um i think that this the the series still very much looks like a fan film at least like some of the stuff that we've been getting in this episode some of the stuff we got but it's definitely not written like one as yeah, we said narrative I thought, is holding it up yeah yeah I, I thought that this the writing in this episode was uh exceptional was phenomenal uh if anything i thought the the you they could have easily gone for like Let's just make fans happy, right? Let let's just do a flashback sequence like they all want. But no, they actually had it had weight to it. It had um, you know, added to the to the story and you know, held the narrative together. And if anything, that was like the central piece of what was going on. So uh honestly respect them for that. And uh I love that we were all like, ooh, let's see Clone Wars flashback. That's not what we got, but we got an even better flashback with uh, yeah, yeah, and something that advances advances both get their characters as well. And as I said at the start of the episode, love that this is a uh, that flashback sequence carries both uh, the Obi Wan Anakin uh, that little you know the hate relationship love hate relationship they have in Attack of the Clones. It has that characterization in it, but it also has that like more brother brotherhood uh characterization that they receive in revenge of the sith and i just thought it was a perfect melding of the two so there's my take i thought this episode was fine uh before ari gives his i just want to say let us know in the comments what you thought of the episode um i'm curious as to you know reading more of what you guys have to say and stuff and we're actually behind the comments we have to get caught up with that just we've been so busy but 
Uh, yeah. Sissy, tell us what you guys thought of the episode. We definitely want to hear. And now, Ari, uh, what are your final thoughts on the episode? Yeah, I mean, very solid. I just, so far, the series hasn't blown me away, but yeah. I've just been like, it's just been great. Like, I've just really enjoyed pretty much everything they've done. The narrative, the VFX, yeah. It fit, like, it doesn't, it, like, for me, I, I can tell it doesn't have the budget of a movie, but it, it hasn't really taken me out of it like it has for some people. But, um, love the narrative. Can't wait to see uh, what, you know, I guess Reva decides next week and how that's going to impact Vader and Obi-Wan. Um, flashbacks were the highlight of this episode, but yes, yeah, overall, another another great time with Obi-Wan. I can't wait to for the series to be done so I can go back and just watch them all as a movie. So, yes, um, yeah, 8 out of 10. Good stuff. Can't wait for the finale next week. Oh, we should really have announced this earlier, but oh, yeah. uh, we are doing a live stream next week. Uh, so the podcast will i'm not sure what time we'll do it. we might do it in the evening we'll, we have to talk about that during the week but special guest coming on we won't say yet because we need to confirm that he still can but i'm sure it's uh, a he it should go oh there you go yeah um but uh yeah special guest live stream next week for the obi-wan finale can't wait for that um uh, but yeah mike uh, i think that just about wraps us up for the day Yes, it does. Uh, thank you all for joining us on this episode five discussion of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, as we said earlier, let us know what you thought of the episode in our YouTube comments. Uh, we like to read and engage with y'all as always. Um, if you're listening on Apple, Spotify, please drop a review, rate us, subscribe to the podcast because we still have the finale to cover and you want to make sure you're going to be listening uh, and if you want to join us for that live stream, as Ari just said, make sure you go to our YouTube channel, The Star Wars Exchange, and subscribe because we're going to be doing a live stream. And in those live streams, as if you're a follower of ours for a while, you know that we actually engage the entire time with you guys. We, While, yes, we have our discussions, we always have uh, throughout the episode, we have uh, segments where we just go to the comments and, and read what you guys are saying. So really, you guys are helping us navigate through the discussion. So join us. Make sure you're there um, and all that. And make sure if you watch this video on YouTube, drop a like. And yeah, make sure that button right there underneath is, uh, is subscribe. It says that you're subscribed. And if you want to make sure you're up to date on all the things that we're doing, make sure to follow us on Instagram at our main page, the SW Exchange. We just, we just keep posting pictures of celebration and whatnot. We just posted one one of us with daniel jose older who we got to interview on this very podcast so go check that yeah. out and uh we just hit 230 followers which is um yeah. 240 so insane. this so, morning actually yeah oh 240 yeah. so now yeah. we're at 240 make sure we hit 250 sometime soon because that's awesome i mean yeah. it's just all the people that are following it are really people who are listening to the podcast uh every week so that's just amazing that boggles my mind so make sure you do that ari if they're not following us on the instagram page to see what you're doing where can they follow you? Follow me on Instagram at Star Wars underscore exchange. Where can people find you? People can find me all underscore Star Wars on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, catch me on Instagram because that's, that's where my home is. But yeah, yeah, that's where you guys can find me. Uh, so yeah, make sure you guys do all that. Make sure you get the checklist done. Uh, Ari and I have some things to straighten out before the uh, finale in terms of streaming. But we'll announce things here on the youtube channels at, yep. they're in the community tab and we'll also post on instagram to let you guys know all right guys that does yep. it for us again let us know what you thought of obi-wan and um in the comment section and make sure you do all the stuff follow us follow us be our friends and until <laughs> next time may the force be with you adios see ya